Wardcast episode 100. 151 Pokemon. <laughs> oh man. Now we're getting old. <laughs> <laughs> um hello, I'm Dylan Vento, and this is the hundredth wordcast ever. Though well, technically hundred and first. Technically it's the hundred first. Super fans. Because super fans know, know uh the the secret ultra secret podcast, episode zero, episode negative one. Shoot. Uh, so, so apparently I'm not a super fan. I guess I know I've been on this. You just called yourself out. On, <laughs> yeah, so I, we weren't gonna say anything. I'm sorry, but I'll, uh, I'll see myself out. Yeah, it's, <laughs> bye guys. It's been a uh, happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a uh, uh, hundred one Dalmatians, a hundred hundred one ruminations, a hundred one cerebations. Dylan killing it with the freestyle over here. Dylan's got that vocab. There you go. That's what happens when you throw that tome. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm Dylan Alvento, and I'm joined by Will Blanton. Hey, what's up? How you doing? I'm great. Awesome. And I'm also joined by Alex Damrath. Hi. Hey. Welcome back. Thank you. You were Thank super you. stoked to be on number 100. Yes. It was my goal from the very beginning. <laughs> <laughs> All the those moment episodes Dylan, ago. The moment I realized these podcasts were numbered. <laughs> like, they accumulate <laughs> by increments of one. Yeah, good luck getting us back after this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Got my money. My ultimate goal is, is is here. So this is where we get the $100, right? Yes. Okay. You bought some clean hundreds? Hundreds? It's all about the Benjamins. Okay. Mm, I'd rather have 20s. I mean, but I'll take I'll take it. You know what? I'm gonna give it in pennies. Here you go. All right. I feel like that guy who got sued by Sam- Apple. I don't remember, but yeah, he had to pay. Yeah, and he just drove a truckload of pennies up to like Apple headquarters or something, or no, the, whatever state's office was collecting it. But right. It was crazy. And they had to count them. Frankly, I admire him. That man, <laughs> national treasure. Yeah, and that man was Albert Einstein. That man was. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Nick Cage. <laughs> uh, uh, where are we? We're in your house, Dylan. Oh, yeah. Oh. This is like a n- nighttime episode. Yeah. For Wordcast at night. Listeners who wonder why we sound so much like sexier than we usually sound. Wordcast after dark. Mm-hmm. For the grown and sexy. 
Let <laughs> <laughs> me get some saxophone in here. <laughs> <laughs> Special guest tonight, Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton on sax. <laughs> oh, man. He could play some good sax. How do you define sax, though? Is it made of brass? That was the sex Does joke. It... You guys were too young. You guys are too young. You didn't see that on TV. Live television. Live. Where he asked, he didn't know what sax was. Nice. Nice. R.A. derailed us. Will, thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. But um, but yeah, 100 episodes. Yeah. 101. Feels good. How does that feel? It feels good. It feels like, I don't know, I accomplished something with my life. I, yeah. guess, <laughs> I guess I can die like now. Like a commitment yeah. has, has so, occurred? Yeah. Cool. I don't know. Um, feel pretty good. I was actually, I was looking at a old podcast I used to listen to, like like some of the first podcasts I listened to. I remember this one. Really liked, uh, had some of my favorite people on it. And I was like, yeah, whatever. Like, how many episodes they end up doing? I looked at the episode count. I was like, 36. I was like, wow. Jeez. Or like S-Town. Get it together, S-Town. <laughs> Where are they at? <laughs> like five. What the frick? Jeez. Okay. All right. Real talk about 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 podcasts. I hate when podcasts do seasons. Yeah. I hate that. Or just serialized. Like, oh, here's seven episodes. Oh, just like pre, pre-done. Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. But it's like it makes sense with something like S Town or Serial, like that they have seasons because they, you know, they go quote unquote off air right. or whatever. Mm. But like for like a regular podcast, even if it does go off air, it just like God, you're not the wire. Like you don't need these. Like what? <laughs> like why season two, episode eighty six? Like okay, I don't like that has no. <laughs> you need a summer reference break. point for me. Yeah, this is our mid season break. Uh, we'll be back and we'll find out what happened to Walt. And that's all I gotta say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think right. that, I think right. that covers it. Nice all, all right. right. <laughs> Episode 100, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I put mine down, but. <laughs> I, no, sorry. That was. Cut that out, Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Will. What up? It's been a week. Yeah. It's been, been it's been a what week. a week it's been no I mean it's been a week since we've last recorded yeah uh what's been going on oh nothing great <laughs> Alex it's been, it's been a couple weeks for you right what's been going on uh um game wise oh, playing games playing games in like the the world of games speaking of just quickly um I don't know if you saw this but I put the tweet out for last episode yeah. today and i referenced the woman that started that thread about all the game hidden oh, game yeah. mechanics. those are cool she retweeted it nice oh, yeah. so thank you what was her i'm gonna look up her name so i can thank her properly uh but yeah that that tweet blew up after the cast was recorded <laughs> it was it was ridiculous i mean yeah. it had already blown up but now that it's like, oh her tweet yes i think yeah. meant the retweet of ours no, now there's like uh like it's only been up big, for like three hours like what is it a polygon article or something there's, there's been a couple least, there's a polygon i saw pc gamer did, yeah. a, did a quick touch on maybe waypoint did too i don't know possibly yeah that was it was cool though i liked I, it's so many cool things that just didn't even know yeah wouldn't Je- have known jennifer shrule yeah thank you so much for retweeting it really appreciate it um and we obviously really love the, the yeah. <laughs> that thread. Also, yeah. not a bad job on that tweet. Pretty good job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
You hit that mm-hmm. 150 Wait. character limit. Excuse me? What? 140. 140? Sorry, I don't tweet Someone much. don't tweet. <laughs> <laughs> you don't tweet. What? Have I been on Twitter for, what, le- less than a year now? You kind of like like the whole... like And occasionally throw something out. Speaking of which, I was just listening to old Wardcasts episodes Ooh. what's the uh current 411 on at Games? i you know he's kind of hibernating because regular brain deer games isn't saying much <laughs> and the yeah. whole point is to comment on what regular brain deer game says i i just man i've only got time for like so much social media in my day and <laughs> well if you get off elo just fucking get off <laughs> mastodon <laughs> jesus christ I like i facebook enough and that's to say not much at all and and then twitter is just like what the hell is this you know <laughs> what is you what, what, do bird I, app? what do i need to say that i don't that that really like hasn't you already need to talk said. about your crazy dreams that center on will blanton <laughs> oh sorry that's right i do need to get those out there well yeah. by the way i'm sorry in advance <laughs> yeah i need You're to, a passionate lover <laughs> i'd really i'd really love to have like a uh, like a good compilation of the dreams other people have had of me. <laughs> yeah. Have there been numerous? I don't know. No. Have I been the only one that's yeah. come out? What if there was an LSD dream emulator, but oh. it was like dreams other people had of the developer and not dreams the developer had. Or what if you started playing LSD dream simulator emulator extreme Whoa. for PS1 and. <laughs> Whoa. All of a sudden, all the dreams were about you. <laughs> and there was like weird PS1 low poly, dude. Alex Damrath. Dude, stop. You'd be like, <laughs> dude, stop. I was I, like I, no, on I, the fence about how good this would be as a game. And now I know. Mm-hmm. It's too good it's is too the good. problem. I, I don't think anyone would be able to play it. It just would immediately it would just melt them away. Explode the second their they, brains. The second they picked up the controller. <laughs> They uh, hit there. There'd be a menu screen. It'd be great. It'd be just as great <laughs> as the rest of the game. Fantastic. It'd be tolerable, though. Is the thing. Once you hit that start <laughs> game button, it's all gone. It's, it's lost. Just cranked up to eleven. No one's making it past that. Good, because there's nothing past that. Right. It's just a black screen. We <laughs> see a flash, like, colors really fast to try to like induce a seizure. <laughs> that way, no one can get past it because there's no actual content there. Okay. Yeah. That, I think. This is good. This like, is, I think we need to we need to brainstorm this. <laughs> like that that band Pokemon episode that was giving kids seizures in right. Japan. Oh yeah. My favorite is the band episode where James has tits. <laughs> yeah, that one's <laughs> weird. <laughs> and they're just, inflatable. Yeah, yeah, that's weird. Yeah, just good wholesome family entertainment right there. Well, you know, good for kids know. of all ages. Different cultural standards. Yeah, yeah. They love them boobies over there. They do. Japanese nine year olds. Oh pie. So shout out. so are we talking about like the differences in in japanese american culture because i thought that article was cool huh what 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 okay what are Um, they yeah what article are you what is the difference i thought i threw this out on slack oh yeah it was it was that one about um (laughs) oh oh, the guy who did game development for like ubisoft he like worked in in european studios for a long time and Uh then worked with kojima and has now like worked in japanese game studios for five years okay and had this very cool insight on the differences on, on like the culturally ingrained differences between these two schools of game development what was the specific excerpt you shared um this thing about 
consumerism in Japan isn't so much what the customer wants, but what the craftsman is most right, proud of. Right. That's... It's not about like, you know, I, I he, he equated it to someone writing uh, an article about um, getting green tea and asking for sugar and them not giving her sugar. Because and, it, it, it it's a better product in this other right, way. Right, they were just like, no, you don't put green tea in sugar. And then she kept pestering them, and they are like, we just don't have sugar, sorry. And then she asked for coffee, and they brought her sugar with the coffee. And it was like, yeah, they, you just, you're not, you get what they think is the what best thing. What weirds me out want. is like, they just lied about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's no sugar, there's like, no sugar, there's not any sugar, this entire block. They could have just been like, look... Green tea isn't meant to be had with sugar. Or this is a cultural standard of ours. Get used to it. But I mean, they're just like uh, we gotta no. pull one. We gotta yeah. we gotta brainstorm. We gotta think quick. We gotta pull one over on this one. <laughs> this is just not going well. <laughs> Look, she's from Europe. She's used to getting what she wants. We can't do that. There's and no then, sugar. <laughs> and then she orders coffee, and they're like, "Shit, <laughs> sugar goes in Literally. coffee." <laughs> <laughs> I like sugar in my coffee. Damn it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so it was neat how we he expressively w- serve sugar with the coffee. That's how <laughs> the product is made. It's its purest form. So it was just neat that he was equating that to how like Splatoon doesn't give you a whole lot of control over how to play the game. Mm-hmm. It says like here are the modes that are happening right now, except for Terra 4, which is 24-7. And here are the maps that are going with it. And here is this like scheduled release of weapons as well, and it's you know, and 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 for one, it kind of works. There's some part of me that thinks like this is getting me to check every couple of hours to make sure it's like what I want to play, and then when it is, it really feels special to get that time with what you want to play. But there's also the part of me that's like, this sucks. I'd really like this one mode that I really really like all the time. Yeah, yeah, um, and like in that kind of instance you can kind of understand it but i i made the statement in the slack like wonder how much other bullshit nintendo justifies with like this kind of <laughs> mentality like you know the 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 switch is really better experience without real team voice chat it's better experience without a me verse it's better experience without street pass it's better experience without you know basic internet functionalities it's better experience without a virtual console our business is better without these things. Yeah. You're lucky they let you boot the switch up if you're not on a rooftop party. You should be happy that we have at least enabled that much. There's an altimeter in the yeah. switch. Yeah. It's like, hey, you're not at this elevation. Are you in a high rise right now? You need to be. Yeah. There's a, and, and it's interesting because he was bringing it up in the, in the, um, I guess trying to explain how different Metal Gear Solid 5 was from the rest of them. And how much that was so much more of like a Western sh- third-person shooter experience compared to the rest of the Metal Gear Solid games. Yeah, and that was apparently because Kojima especially wanted someone who had worked on Western games to come in and explain, like, okay, what do people like? Because we've been kind of making them this way for so long that this is just sort of the way MGS Metal Gear Solid should be. Right. You know, if we want it to reach a wider audience. All right. All right. Yeah. Hideo, you you want to know what? what western audience is like it's not your writing but it totally is the to differ (laughs) (laughs) Dylan you just don't get it I can't stand it I can't stand it alright well tell me because you've been playing MGS3 yeah yeah Snake Eater 
started doing that. Yeah. Um. So it is. It is solely all about just. It's campy. It's silly. It's wonderful. It's great. It's, the Austin Powers of video games. Actually, yeah, that's not far off. But that, that, if that's like Austin close. Powers took himself like way too seriously. Yeah, it probably would have been a better movie. <laughs> that's uh, actually not going to die on this in hill. like Flint. <laughs> Flint. Yeah. In like Flint. In like Flint. Yeah. Or our boy Flint. What is, what or is whatever it? the it's a movie. other Flint movie it? was. Oh. It was kind of like Austin Powers, but it was like in the 70s. And lead poisoning or, or something. It was, like, it was like super serious, but also kind of a joke. Okay. Don't they like reference it in Austin Powers too? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Come on, Dylan. <laughs> How deep does your knowledge of sp- spy tropes and spoofs go? <laughs> I'm a loyal... You've never Myers. seen Top Secret? <laughs> it's all about a love guru. Get smart. Oh, geez. No, I never saw Get Smart. Okay. I never got smart. <laughs> um, Yeah. I, I, I think the writing is very much, it's supposed to be this very campy, silly escapade. Um, I mean, Kojima is very open about his love of American movies and just wants to make something that, that emulates that love as best as he can. And while also being insane about very particular details in every single game. And it shines through. There's there's a lot of passion in it. Even if it's very clunky to play and the dialogue can can be jarring to many, it's it's definitely you can feel the love. Well, I mean, I was thinking about the so okay, I was walking down the stairs today, okay. And, All right, I'm falling. And, uh, I can visualize stairs. Okay, so imagine uh you're going down the stairs, right? Yeah. And the first step down, do you ever just like wave your arms a little bit? <laughs> to feel the rush? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Or like skip with a you. stair just to be crazy. Like that's Kojima's writing. Okay. So like all, all other writing. This or, metaphor. Yeah. Here's, here's how people animate people, right? They're just like, how would somebody look like, you know, if they're sweeping the floor and then they just like think about the most optimal and like perfect sweeping animations and they're like let's do it but like i was thinking earlier like it'd be cool to like make a game and just like a few characters you just spend like an inordinate amount of time being like okay his his walk animation's goofier or like he always pulls his pants up when he gets out of the car or he you know there's so much opportunity for weirdness in animation that like you people just don't go through Mm mm-hmm and I feel like that's how that's how Kojima does like characters. It's just they're all very quirky. Except like there's one that's like just shitting his pants. Yeah. And that's not like like why? Like why in your like otherwise gruff, like quasi realistic near future that's shooter? The only place where that character plays the best. <laughs> it's so oh god. And the codec dialogue is so bad. You don't want to hear someone explain to Snake the plots of movies for three whole minutes in the middle yeah. of your gameplay. You know Talk about Godzilla. Yeah, I, I will say what I do miss is people trying to explain, like breaking the fourth wall in games and saying, "All right, Snake, we need to do this. Just press L two, <laughs> <laughs> like not breaking character at all, but like just talking about buttons yeah. and control layouts." Well, I mean, I, that's like in every game that has like any sort of like. In Halo, it'll show like the buttons on the screen or something. Yeah, but that's different than like a character like acknowledging it. Like, right, I, but see, so that's where it's interesting to me is because he just says like, here, here are the tools within my game. Let's just use those instead of 
putting some other a layer on extraneous it. dialogue about buttons or something. And by dialogue, I just mean like something on screen. I mean mm-hmm. UI. Yeah. yeah, it's it. I always kind of thought it was. Yeah, I I, I almost love that quirk of of open the heel menu and select like you know like actual written and performed dialogue. Yeah, to tutorialize the game. So yeah, I've been playing MGS three. If you're going to ask me what games I was playing, uh, I'd say. Well, I saw you put that down, so I was. Right, right. Yes. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. The show um, notes. Will. Are you playing <laughs> I haven't been playing anything. Uh-huh. I played Core Game O one for the Nintendo DS Lite. <laughs> <laughs> for the fifteen minutes I waited for you guys to show up. Point that finger at Alex. Yeah, go ahead. It's okay. Are you playing uh subsistence or <laughs> um no, <laughs> I, I, I I don't know. <laughs> I I've been I I'm I feel like I'm gonna get some some amount of flack for this, but the version I'm playing is actually the 3ds port. Oh okay, because and I think that's fine probably. I, yeah, I mean I mean I guess it's okay. The frame rate kind of sucks, but I sort of had it with me on my trip last weekend, and it ended up taking the most of my time. Like that and triple Kirby Triple Deluxe were the two that I I sort of flopped between. Some some good Kirby action. Some of that curb. Right. And then some tactical espionage action. Pants tense and, yeah. and Kirby. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh so, man. I actually have the PS2 version, but I remember thinking that was really, really hard. And then I never played it again. Kirby came to the PS2? No, sorry, MGS three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm I'm assuming that the three DS version has like like the free look cam. It doesn't. What? Huh? It's it, all north facing. It's all like classic PS2 controls. It does. Oh, well, because there's not two analog sticks on every 3DS, right? Right. Gotcha. And uh, I thought it was going to have some version of like the the motion control aiming because I thought those were great and like the Zelda games and uh, Resident Evil Revelations had that. It was amazing. Um, but no, it has none of that, and I'm like stuck using the weird nipple stick to <laughs> to try and aim. And that sucks hard. Uh, <laughs> so I've sort of been playing without aiming very much, and it's made it a very interesting playthrough of MGS3. I'm curious to know how it's the plays. way Kojima wanted it to be. Right. Mostly knife kills, <laughs> lots of running, lots of screaming. <laughs> I remember, I, I always thought it was interesting playing, because I played both versions. I played Snake Eater when it first came out, and then I got Subsistence, because it had Metal Gear 2, which was originally for the MSX, and previously only in japanese mm-hmm. but um oh metal metal gear yeah too not metal right. gear solid yeah the you have to explain ones. this every time to dylan because he doesn't he is not a kojima fan so boy. what's a what's a metal gear well it's mm-hmm. a kind of mech <laughs> and it's also a meme of sorts <laughs> <laughs> and a gene and, and a scene and some kind of nanobot but, but anyway it's mm-hmm. also like a submarine right Oh, that rhymed too. That would have been perfect. Fuck this. (laughs) Memes, genes, and submarines. All right. right. And nanomachines. Oh, oh, man. This goes way deeper than I thought. (laughs) Wait. That's the the timer on the MGS talk. Wait. So let's get into the story of uh, Metal Gear Solid while we're here. The original version of Metal Gear Solid 3, it just had the north-facing three-quarters overhead view, right? Uh And people hated it because... By this time, like 
free cam was like totally normalized in video games. But when they let you have the free cam and subsistence, is that what, what's the terminology for that? Like a free, like a free, like full rotate. I don't know. Free look. Sure. Yeah. I don't know. I know. Anyway, what you, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. When they when they, when they added that to the game, I think a lot of people got sort of confused because a lot of the areas are pretty they're not huge but they're very jungly and if you've ever been in the middle of the jungle with soldiers trying to murder you all the time you get turned around pretty quick (laughs) and so like it was kind of weird going from like if you're always facing north and your your character is always kind of going north then like that's a very like natural way to progress and like you never lose your orientation but as soon as you put free look into it, it's just like, oh no. So I remember switching back and forth a lot. It's interesting. Hmm. It might have just been an R3 click away. If I remember right. Hmm. But overall, is this your first time playing it? Uh, My first time playing it seriously. Like I said, I, I tried on the PS2, but was having a really hard time. Uh, And so I, I thought... I, I do appreciate how much effort he puts into them. I played a little bit of MGS1 and enjoyed that too. Um, but really actually wanted to give it like a solid, you know, go for it kind of right. playthrough. Cool. So yeah, I, I just got to the pain, I think. So I'm not very nice. far in yet. Which one's the pain? He's the one that's invisible and he's like a Dracula kind of, but also he Oh, no, explode. wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. Uh, the guy with the bees then. Oh, no, that's the pain. You're right. Oh, okay. I was thinking oh, okay, okay sorry. I assumed you knew more guy. about MGS than I did. <laughs> no, the no. other I, guy. It, it, it is very convoluted. <laughs> really? Tell me more. Yeah, no, the yeah. pain is the guy that shoots bees out of his mouth. Right. And I only just learned about oh, like special camos that happen if you kill them without killing them. Oh yeah, you gotta or do that, when, right? And they all do like really cool things, like the if you beat the pain without actually killing him, you get armor that lets you control bees, just Dope. like he does. Yeah. Wait, how do you defeat him without killing him? Uh, stun things. You have to sort of wear him down, and and just keep stunning him and sleep sleep darting him until he's just like, uh, sucks, <laughs> and, and gives up. <laughs> this sucks man I don't want to be a fucking crazy bee shooting mercenary anymore <laughs> man I want to go home man give me all this jungle man I really want to play all of them now his his fight's pretty fun because he shouts the names of weapons and then the bees form those weapons <laughs> it's a Tommy gun bee right, gun yeah like like he like holds up his hand and he's like Tommy gun and then like the bees form a Tommy gun and he like shoots bees at you <laughs> So mad. <laughs> so mad. All the hard work I ever do <laughs> thinking about storytelling. And Kojima's just over here. He's like, be gone. <laughs> no, see, that's how great Kojima is. The storytelling is so strong. He's like, watch, I can throw dudes that shoot bees out of bee guns. And it'll still have the best story of any PS2 game. I'm not going to say it's the best story. It's probably the most story. <laughs> <laughs> this is the most story a story has ever been <laughs> in any video game. If given the chance, Kojima would still be writing the story of MGS3, I'm sure. <laughs> if given the chance, I think he would have stopped writing Metal Gear Story like in the 80s. <laughs> uh, Implying that like Konami was forcing him to keep making Metal Gear games. Not forcing him, but like there's like this story where like he made Metal Gear 
for the MSX, right? Mm-hmm. And then they ported it to Nintendo, but they hired like some other team or whatever to port it. And then like he like heard about it or something. Like he was unaware of it, I think. Maybe until it came out. And then he was like, this is shitty. I have to make Metal Gear 2. To make up for past sins. Yeah, and then they made and then they made, made Snake's Revenge. Right. Which was like not Metal Gear at all. And is, he that, was like, is that even canonical? No. Okay. And so he was just like, fuck. Now I, now I gotta make another <laughs> one. Yeah. And then like every other time it was like the, there was some team at Konami that was doing it and he was just like, you know, head popping up <laughs> over the desks like, <laughs> what's going on, guys? And they're like, oh, nothing, just ruining your baby. And he'd be like, I gotta, I gotta do it. <laughs> just fly into a rage yeah. yeah just like break all the machines you gotta start over <laughs> he still gets pretty in depth with the development of i mean last i heard he was still pretty in depth with uh five. Oh yeah he was he was still working pretty hard on that uh yeah uh yes mr kojima you want to see yeah there's i've been looking over all the documents for mgs4 there's no mention of a war economy <laughs> what's going on here uh war economy so, yes war economy it is the baseline of the entire mythos <laughs> ghost in the white house oh man there's a i think my friend reblogged on tumblr a photo set of of someone being interviewed about working on metal gear solid 5 and it's my favorite thing ever just him apparently drawing up the designs for quiet and and kojima watching over his shoulder basically and and going like we uh I think you should make her like really sexy and then like <laughs> and like he's like all right yeah you know, this japanese guy like starts laughing and then he's and then like the last image in this in this photo set is just him going and then i realized mr kojima was serious <laughs> oh man <laughs> to wield that much power what a genius yeah and waste it on shitty storytelling you've have come on man have you ever played a metal gear game to fruition no come on to be fair, I've only played five to the end. To be fair, I've watched all of the cutscenes in MGS4. All of them? All of them. Wow. Just play one of the games. <laughs> you're, you're, you're probably better off at that point. If can you we, sit down and watch a movie, then... Can we play I one of the games know. on um, yeah. Ward Walkthrough? Yeah. Announced it before we... Oh, sure. Is that something that's happening, Dylan? You want to talk about it? <laughs> it's my segue horn. All right, cool. Um, so Kirby Trickville Deluxe is pretty great too. Yeah, yeah. That's not the one where he has a robot, right? No, that's Planet Robobot. Okay. Triple Deluxe is the other 3DS Kirby game. Sorry, I say other, but there's like six now because they released four mini ones on the eShop recently. Is Epic Yarn or is that Wii U? That's Wii. Okay. No, more like Wii? Epic Yawn. Yeah. Oh. oh. I'm sorry. Is there a dangerous <laughs> weapon? <laughs> That's a... Uh, yeah. Um, no, Triple Deluxe is just pretty much classic Kirby action. It's still pretty... It's got its fair share of challenge, but much less than I'm used to from my Kirby games. I'm always like... I think what I love most about Kirby is how it lures you in with this pink, adorable push ball of like, oh, this is a kitty game. It'll be so cute and fun and sparkly and ha-ha. And then 
there's like this one puzzle in one level that you just can't do <laughs> for the life of you. Like your platforming skills have to be above God. You're telling <laughs> me I need to set the bomb off and then reach the other side of the stage before it goes off? God That's bullshit. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> like that. They, it's always the fuse ones yeah. too. Oh, they throw me off. Um, so trip like. I, but when you win, he does a cute little dance. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it all it all makes up for the end. I mean, it's it's warm and, fu- and fuzzy and lovable. It's Kirby goodness. Um, but I I mean, yeah, Epic Yarn was suitably boring and had none of that. And so I was happy to finally find out Triple Deluxe is sort of a return to that good old Kirby. Find out Kirby can still mystery, kick your ass. Mystery challenge, yeah. Um, some Stockholm syndrome, man. Your bullies. <laughs> I miss my bullies when they beat the shit out of me on the schoolyard. I miss Kirby. <laughs> um. So, what's the gimmick with this one? With a uh, triple looks? Yeah, there's three uh, of them. Okay, now. Uh, I actually don't know where the triple comes from. Okay. It seems to be a bit of an homage to past Kirby games. I'm seeing uh, lots of... There's like this keychain collecting bit because it's a Sakurai game. He's got to have something that you do that's like no relation to the rest oh, of the game whatsoever. He does everything, Kirby. Oh, yeah. Huh. He, he's Wait, been with Kirby, Hal... Kirby was a uh, Hal game. That's right. right. Okay. He's been with Hal since forever yeah. i don't know basically yeah. the beginning he basically does everything kirby now okay um that's cool it's like something keeping him sane outside of smash brothers right <laughs> his like hands start shaking at so. his desk he's like oh no he wants to make another smash brothers i think this <laughs> one kirby i think this one came out really shortly after smash brothers so i don't think he had as much hands-on involvement but he at least like overseas and is like yeah i had some bullshit that they have to collect <laughs> that has nothing to do with the rest of the game and it's, God damn it. <laughs> and so it's keychains in this one you have to there's like little collectibles in each map that you like totally worthless but they're little physics objects you can like rotate the ds screen and they jiggle around oh and you get like <laughs> yeah, little, little keychains of kirby characters and past motifs from other games you know all the well-known kirby characters like kirby meta knight king ddd and then all of the faceless enemies it's it's basically <laughs> that I actually got a keychain that was an entire level. It was just all of the sprite art <laughs> from, real. from point A to point B on wow. one long block. Real called it in there. That's pretty great. <laughs> I just I'm thinking of a developer at his desk, like just working on something important, working on gameplay. He's like a gameplay programmer, right? Yeah. And then Sakurai looks up over the cubicle and he's like, <laughs> Hey, collectibles. He's like no, and then Kojima <laughs> pops up next to him. He's like, "Make him sexy." <laughs> <laughs> you don't even work here. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's collectible keychains. They like range from like the very first Kirby game on like the original Game Boy Pocket up until like the one that came right up Epic Yarn. It's like keychains of some stuff from them, and so it's like there's some. And like all the bosses are references to past games too, so it's it's sort of a homage to like Kirby Anniversary, and at the same time, uh, it's got this cool thing where every handful of levels there's a level that contains a hypernova section, where like as soon as you walk into this area, this magical bean falls from the sky, or no, it grows out of this big plant that grows out of the ground. 
And then Kirby, that makes more sense. Right. <laughs> giant bean growing on the ground. Right. And then Kirby swallows it like he does. Oh, no. And then becomes hypernova Kirby. And you're hypernova Kirby for like the rest of the the rest of that level. Cool. What does and that mean? It means you can suck up things harder oh, than God. you ever have in your <laughs> life. Oh, they did make it sexy. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 actually really cool. They've done a lot to make it feel more powerful. Normal Kirby just sucking things in is just like like little vacuum going this one like the screen tilts and like starts uh, shaking and like everything starts oh, got that juice yeah yeah they popped up the juice hardcore for this one and it's like every enemy on screen starts like grabbing onto the grass on the ground holding on for dear life mm-hmm. until they're eventually all pulled in and inhaled at once and it's yeah and you use that to solve puzzles like pull you know use your your suction ability to pull this giant tree out of the floor and then, you know, that'll clear a path to go forward or use it to pull a block onto the switch. It's it's actually pretty basic when you think about it, but the juice is nice. It's there. Mm. It makes those sections kind of fun because it just gives you a moment to feel like this is Kirby's true form. I always like this, the parts of um, New Super Mario Brothers where you got the Mega Mushroom and Mario's just the size of the screen. He's just stomping on everything. He's yeah. just, there's like a warp pipe. He just like blows through. He just like <laughs> kicks it over. And he's like just smashing everything it's up. It's just like that. It's a power trip for the sake of like, God, I've always wanted to see Kirby go Super Saiyan, you know? Because uh-huh. I actually saw, there's this cool subreddit called Who Would Win? <laughs> I'm going to segue for one second here. Fun, huh? Yeah. I'm on board. Yeah. Who uh, would win? And, uh, and it, every and, time <laughs> Kirby versus Superman well yeah. Kirby eats Superman and then becomes Superman. Superman's powers and, and so when you hit B he shoots a laser easily one of the best posts I ever saw to it was like Kirby versus Majin Buu from Dragon Ball Z <laughs> and he looks and, like Kirby oh okay. he, he's he's basically the Kirby equivalent of, of, a, of a Dragon Ball character okay he's big he's pink he eats a lot oh that guy yeah um, there's like the swirl like the ice cream swirl right on his head and it was just oh. great going through that entire thread, and people were just like, "Yeah, I think Kirby takes that hands down." Have you seen what Kirby can do? <laughs> like, what I love so much about the subreddit is they take it all on like, sci- like as close to scientific research bases as they can. They call them feats, but they just take anything from any lore possible and can apply it as best they can to the character. And they're like. <laughs> Kirby has inhaled a galaxy before. I think he can take Majin <laughs> Buu. <laughs> it happened in one comic from like the oh late nineties. <laughs> oh god! I got a weird Kirby. It was like a Nintendo Sega crossover uh, adult comic oh, zine. God, what? Kojima's tendril is just yeah. like training adult Kirby comic. Yeah, so I was like at um, I was. I was at GDC and I went to a party and there was like a zine table there and I saw that and I was like, yeah, I got to get it. I got to get it. (laughs) (laughs) And then the other day at work, somebody was just like, I I, like somebody's. Yeah, you got that sexy Kirby. Somebody's spouse like works at Tumblr, like removing like offensive content. And they were like, but you know, he's never seen Kirby. So that's cool. And I was like, (laughs) excuse me. Like twirling my mustache. <laughs> you know what you gotta do, my now? lady. Yeah, I'm bringing it on Monday. Well, you gotta like photocopy it and put it on Tumblr. Oh yeah, true. <laughs> Start sending it to like you know those people that like archive like old Nintendo Power and like Game Informer issues like yes. online. Just start sending them out to them. I'm telling <laughs> you, man, you piqued my curiosity. I I'm I'm sickened. 
but curious. I think it's like a a, a vor. Is that a thing? No, I don't think vor is the right what term. Uh, it might be knowing what Kirby does. Yeah, a, a vorpal yeah, blade. Yeah, it's like you, you you know Sonic Dreams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've talked about. It. Yeah, you know the part where they like feed Sonic. I think it's I think it's like what? that. Oh. I think it's like no. Oh. <laughs> Dylan. Oh God! Some weird. To think like, this is not I think it's like Doctor Robotnik material. forcing it, but I can't really remember. I'll have to read it again. God damn it! It's a great comic. All right, move. <laughs> All right, <let's- laughs> and that's uh. All right. I feel like Dylan's gonna hold on to his party favor <laughs> for every episode now. <laughs> <laughs> but just whenever I'm like, this is my <laughs> is that my safe word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dylan's gotten uncomfortable. Moving on. Stop! Stop! Oh, <laughs> uh, so Kirby, Kirby's still good. Kirby's still good. Metal I have, Gear still I, sucks. What, dude? <laughs> we just been over this. All right, you can play you a Metal Gear game. Uh, I played five. Some of five. Yeah, all right. I played all of Ground Zeroes. I, I saved. Oh, yeah. I saved Kojima himself, despite That's right. what I wanted to do. <laughs> leave him on the battlefield and you just toss him over the edge of a cliff god i wish okay I didn't so know aside that. from that part at the end what did you think of the story about grand zeros oh besides the part with paz yeah I mean, it's fine i mean there's not much there i mean obviously it's just a setup for five it also like hinges a lot on previous games i think i guess or I haven't, at least I'm, the one. I haven't played them, so I haven't. Oh, yeah. you mean like uh, okay. Peace Walker? Yeah. So, yeah. Does, so I, I understand okay, like Paths that's is right. Peace Walker comes between three and five. Yeah. I, yes. I remember that like three was apparently the first in the chronological timeline. Yeah. And then I, for some reason, I was under the impression that five came right after, but there was a lot of missing links there. No, it's like a decade. That's right. More. Yeah. Because he goes yeah. into a coma. That part's awesome. The beginning of five, the yeah. way it starts off. I thought that was pretty cool. I thought cool. that was cool too. I was like, man, this is, I like this. I feel like, yeah, so so in all honesty, like I enjoy Kojima's stories, but like I don't think they're good. Right, yeah. Like, like, it's, it's like, it's I don't like think anyone thinks they're food. good. They're just sort of enjoying the badness. Yeah. Well, no, like, I mean, uh, I enjoy, I, I really get a lot out of it. Like um, the struggle between Snake and the boss is really interesting. Like the idea that, like this is a war game that's like acknowledging that wars aren't like black and white. Like you're fighting against people that 10 years later you might be fighting with, you know, like that's some pretty interesting stuff. He tackles a lot of really interesting concepts and like maybe not in the best ways. But. Just a, it's, yeah, it's just, I feel like his characterizations and his dialogue is just like a bunch of like weird influences from all over the place and they don't mesh together well. The cinematics in five V, yeah. Ground Zeroes. Moments I hear it's five. So good, like he's <laughs> he's gotten so good at that. Yeah, yeah. He's got a good cinematic eye. I, and I like the gameplay of of five. Like I like it's like a slower paced Splinter Cell. Yeah, and I, and I like that. I like running across the African landscape as a dude in like olive drab, listening to Gloria and my Walkman, listening to the end by the Doors, <laughs> uh, throwing. <laughs> magazines, yeah, <laughs> assault rifle magazines everywhere. Oh, magazines. It's like laying waste to enemy bases with glory, glory in the background. <laughs> Fire the machine guns. Well, you said you haven't been playing anything, just DJing on your DS. Yeah, is that the cart? Is it a DS cart or is it a 
GBA oh, I also have Advance Wars. Okay, of course. Good man. You Good always man. have to have that. Yeah. Right. So that's ready. what's so cool about the original DS is you can have your DS game and a Game Boy Advance or Game Boy. Well, what sucks game about Boy the Color. light is that it sticks out. I was going to say, I always oh, hated yeah. that as a I've, kid. I have the DS Fat, the OG yeah. Mario Red. Hell yeah. Yeah. I had one of those. It's still, it's still trucking right along. But yeah. What's it called again? What? The, the DJing app? Oh, well, first of all, it's not DJing. It's mu- music <laughs> As production. <laughs> As Will ejected it and it flew under my... There it is. Uh, <laughs> it's lost. It's, it's lost. the Korg the M1. Uh-huh. There was a Korg uh, DS1. Or no, DS10. That's it. And that's okay. like a synth kind of thing. And then there's a 10 plus and that just adds like, I don't know, like another filter or some stupid shit. Who cares? Meh. It's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then the M1 is a pretty like fully featured emulation of a old Korg workstation. So, so Korg is a software outside of just being a, a DS thing. They're like a, they're like a synth maker. They've made like keyboards and synthesizers and Ooh. Drums and all kinds of stuff. Fancy. It's a very dense uh, layout from what I recall. Yeah. What what particularly drove me to not get into it as much as I would have liked to was just how many buttons and knobs. Like, it's it's fully emulated. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Yeah, so I can't make heads or tails of that. Switches uh-huh. and sliders and knobs. Have you played Electroplankton? I have heard of it. That's I, a good one. I think I have, like, one on my... F- I had one on my phone a while ago, a long time ago. One plankton on his phone. But yeah, a single like, electroplankton. It's yes. uh those are like it's like a collection of little music toys. I think it's made by one of the dudes that worked on like Mario Paint, maybe. Or maybe like some other software that was gonna be the next so fly swatting in it. Oh, that's right. They had like uh versions for the Wii and the DS. Yeah. Right? Of Mario Paint? No, uh, Electroplankton. Oh, okay. Yeah. But like um There was a stage for it on um, Brawl. Oh, really? Smash Brothers Brawl had an electroplankton stage. <laughs> I'm remembering this now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they were just like little musical toys, so like it's not like where, you know, the the Korg DS10 is like supposed to be like, um, oh, what are they called? I can't remember the specific synth, but it's just like plopping this synth in your lap and being like, here, here's a crazy, you know, synth from the 70s, like, uh, it's like modular and has all these weird options and also like we had to make it fit on a DS so it's like across several pages. Mm-hmm. Uh, Electroplankton's just like, do you want to make some cool sounds? <laughs> Play with these tadpoles. <laughs> Hold my hand and follow me. <laughs> I've heard them like called toys that don't necessarily allow you to make music but more make music for you. Yeah. And I've I've played with enough of those to know that they're fun, but it's not exactly creatively fulfilling. It's like those those eight by eight button boards. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Cool. One day I'll understand all that stuff. Music making and whatnot. Actually, Will, do you have any music program recommendations? Some uh are you Mac or PC? PC. Ooh. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, so what are you trying to make? Uh, music. Yeah. Music. Not necessarily synth, but just, I, I guess I'm kind of looking into, like, who's got canned sounds for a bunch of different instruments that I can mess around with? 
Well, for that, GarageBand need yeah, like something fully featured, like um, if so, so okay, so here's how you make music on a computer. First, you need your DAW, and that's a digital audio workstation. Uh-huh. Okay, like a uh, Adobe Audition. Yeah, uh, and so like that has the ability to like record or like sequence or do all these things, but it might not exactly have all the sounds you want. So for that, you need some kind of like plug-in library. I'm a big fan of native instruments, but it's like super expensive. And I've kind of been coasting on like a deal a really good deal. I got like 15 years ago <laughs> and then like upgrading every once in a while. Just grandfathered in. Yeah. Right. But, um, they have like they have there's still like affordable versions of all their software but they have really really top tier stuff i think well some people whenever you deal with music you have some people that are like this is the only thing you should get and everything else is bullshit but like you know, to be honest like it's all the same um I, I i've used fruity loops for like 25 years or probably closer to like 15 which is also a scary number, but um, it's only like a tenth of your age. So. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, happy hundred fiftieth birthday! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's really like up to your preference. So, like, I would, I would pirate that, and I would pirate. <laughs> I would cool. pirate Ableton uh, Live. Opinions of Will Blanton do not reflect the opinions of the broadcast. I would pirate like all the big things and then figure out what you like them and if you feel so inclined purchase it cool for two thousand dollars <laughs> right a month well i mean i think it's <laughs> all relatively affordable like there's definitely like it's so shitty when they do this but there's like you know like the starter pack and that's like a hundred bucks or something and then you have like the producer edition and that's like 500 bucks so like there's a lot of bullshit the you du- have to The douchebag DJ voice <laughs> as the announcer for the pricing of these yeah. DAWs. We just need like, the button on the keyboard that echoes it. You know, like the pro- 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 producer producer <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a whole world of software and it's all pretty much the same. So it just like depends. Like if you play with one and then play with another, you'll see like, oh, I clearly like this one better just because like my personal preferences. And then when people are like, uh, no, you shouldn't use that because it doesn't have uh, 48 kilohertz recording uh, <laughs> capability. And you just be like, okay, well, The look. bit rate compression is worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my advice. Yeah. Okay. I've just been now learning about exporting to lower bit rates to produce the file size for these podcasts. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've, right. I've, sh- I've shaved off like maybe like 20%. Nice. But... Uh, any lower like I'm exporting I think at like 128 kilobit yeah if I go any lower then like the intro theme sounds different yeah that's pretty crappy 128 is pretty decent like 192 is pretty nice like I like 320 for music too big man but for them files too big stuff come on that's the second noisemaker we've dropped can I get another one Nice sketch. Yeah, yeah. You could do um what's that game that people play in their backyards uh with things that look like this? Bat uh, Badminton. Backgammon mitten. Badminton. Badminton. Bad mention. With a shuttlecock. 
<laughs> get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Will's here like, Hideo. that's not a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm in Will's boat with this one. <laughs> that's not a real thing. <laughs> what? No, if you Google shuttlecock right now, you, I'm will, not, yeah, no. you will see a picture of the uh, thing they use for badminton. I'm not going on any FBI watch list tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, really. What what possibly what could be the worst thing that comes up with Shallowcock? You might see a dick. <laughs> now I'm, now I'm <laughs> the gears are moving. <laughs> you might see a dick. You might see multiple dicks. You might see you might someone see a dick the size of the United States <laughs> space shuttle. Yeah, yeah someone that's... photoshopped the Columbia explosion, but with a dick in it. <laughs> Ooh, you went to some I, pretty dark places. With I don't that. think. The government's gonna get on you about that. They're just like, well, yeah, there's no bigger fish to fry, Dylan. Your sense of humor is kind of sick, but that's not really anything for us to track. Gonna seize up my laptop. Just gonna like be <laughs> taken over as a big FBI seal, just stamped over my browser. Winners don't do drugs. <laughs> this is protected by the Digital Millennium Copyright Act. <laughs> Uh, what have you been playing though? Let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you about some player unknowns battlegrounds. Perhaps oh, you've heard of it. That that chicken dinner has got you. Uh, I got a hooked. second one. I hear. I got a second one. What? It was delicious. Nice. We like weren't even paying attention. It was me and my buddy Kenny and his friend Danny. And it was three man squad. All my chicken dinners are on that southern island. It's where I get all my chicken dinners. Just With have, a, the, uh, have a chicken military farm. base. Yeah, there's a chicken farm down there. Just go down, get myself a chicken dinner. Uh, they got a chicken fiesta. <laughs> roll through the drive through. That's good. Uh, but yeah, we were like in the military base. Like came in way after the match starts. Like let's look around, and like it had been mostly cleared out. And we're like, all right, we'll just pick up the scraps. And like we got some good weapons out of it. I think I got like SKS or something. So, like people have been like overlooked some pretty good weapons. Yeah. And then and then the circle started closing in like the southwest corner fence. So we were like in a house that was in there and like getting shot on all sides. We managed to get out of the house and hop the fence and go over the hill and then it was us and another team and we just like flanked them and just took them down. Care of business. Yeah. And Danny right. was like uh Danny's a self-proclaimed not good <laughs> aim <laughs> guy and he got the final kill and he didn't even know he was like what? That was the game. Whoa! Nice. <laughs> like it kind of stuck up on us that that was yeah. that was the last thing. Yeah. My aim is also not so good, so I appreciate that. Come play, come play PUBG. Come play. Teams. When you win, it's mm-hmm. like the same screen as when you lose, right? Except for it mm-hmm. says winner, winner. It winner. says winner, winner, chicken dinner. Yeah, you- number one, baby. It says your name. I yeah. think they should like allow you to enjoy it a little bit more. Like have a chicken sound there. Yeah. Bucker! Yeah. That. The person that you shoot and kill should explode into like <laughs> confetti, make the chicken sound, and then like an airdrop happens, and it's just like a chicken dinner. That's how that game should end. I think you should work for for Mister Player Unknown. Yeah, Mister Unknown, Mister Mister Unknown. Names unknown, player unknown. So I hear it got uh it's pretty high on the concurrent player list. It is it has beat the Dota at some point. This that's week. wild. Yeah, it has sold ten million units now. Uh, that's really crazy. That's all the money. That's so much money. Can't wait to see all the knockoffs come out in six months. Oh, they're <laughs> already here, man. Yeah. yeah. It's it's coming. I wonder how many and people you- are gonna try playing King of the Kill 
later be like look at this knockoff <laughs> PUBG. what the fuck is this who oh, made this oh christ <laughs> you just described all of my nightmares <laughs> that and someone's gonna come up with the dark souls battle royale online experience <laughs> it's the dark souls <laughs> of PUBG. Just yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Dark Souls with lag-free multiplayer? Say it ain't so. What? And a, no, don't and worry story about it. storyline written by Hideo Kojima himself? Well, oh, man. you gotta understand, they know what's best for you. <laughs> they, those developers at, at, at From Software, That's they, true. They, they know what know. makes the game best. There's a very Hideo Kojima There's moment in Dark Souls. 300 ping. <laughs> a, it's, what, it's what's best for the amazing game. Amazing chest ahead. What? Oh, yeah. Um that is like a like a like a box or like a like a like a boob? It's boobs. Titties. <laughs> 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 yeah, the, uh, the the direct I think there's like a interview with like the director where he was just like, Yeah, they made it that way and I didn't have the heart to change it because they were so proud, but <laughs> I'm not a fan. <laughs> nice. Yeah. But if I recall, like amazing chest ahead is like one of the the preset messages you can put down yeah. for other players to run into. It's pretty good. And people just put it in front of the place where you meet this one female character with a pretty massive rack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to put it mildly. Yes. There's a lot of good messages. Like um there's like skeletons strewn throughout the levels in all the games. And people leave messages like <laughs> try harder skeleton <laughs> <laughs> or like somebody's like there's like a dead body like leaning over a railing just like lift, sitting there and people put a message that's like try butthole <laughs> <laughs> oh god or, or try tongue butthole yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a great game it's like you have a list of like 300 words you can make a sentence from yeah and people got really can't just free type no. no no yeah you have to use one of their their designated words and it has it Brilliant. has produced a massive subculture that's like the me verse of, of jokes it's like what yeah. can i draw to get past the sensor yeah <laughs> uh i can't like the best me verse experience because i haven't had i've never used me verse like as like i've never submitted anything and I've barely like interacted with it. Like it's in Super Mario 3D World and stuff, but boot up the world premiere Splatfest, go into the lobby. First thing I see is this guy with a big Miiverse bubble above his head, the crappy drawing of a turtle that says that Late Turt has arrived. And I'm like, <laughs> this game is good. This, this is good. Oh, I've seen dicks pop up playing Smash Brothers on that map like that. on tv or like in the room yeah <laughs> okay yeah just like, outside like, the window <laughs> it's getting a very adult podcast i just uh, uh, sorry <laughs> sorry yeah I, I don't know why this keeps going back to it but yeah it's the 100th podcast dylan <laughs> kojima sent us lots of emails that were just like make it sexy <laughs> <laughs> just every episode i sent out i just get an email just says sexier <laughs> Talk about tits. People like tits. Go for it. Come on, man. <laughs> Trust me, I know. Yeah, but but give <laughs> it some experience. Give it some excuse, like breathing through your skin or something. Just I don't know. I don't care. Work. Yeah, and then mod it so it's revolver ocelot. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> God, what a brilliant game. <laughs> <laughs> this is true art. Magnum opus. It truly is game of the year. 
for of, every, of year. every year. Of every year. <laughs> Just going back, going forward. Game of the year of 1686. At work, we're working with a company that makes uh, military shelters, like tents and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like every day, I'm just like, this makes me want to play Metal Gear Solid Five so much. Oh man, yes, just tense. <laughs> <laughs> just like if I was on like a uh, an oil platform, I'd be like, gotta play Metal Gear Solid too, <laughs> you know, or an Alaskan military base. And just look at a cardboard box. <laughs> Metal Gear, <laughs> huh? Just a box. Metal Gear, <laughs> oh, just a box. <laughs> <laughs> just a box. God, what a great it's, series. Yeah. It's <laughs> no, great. It is not. It's a fantastic game. No, Name move, one move, other move. game where you can be a box. <laughs> box 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 boy. That okay, box he's got boy. you there. <laughs> you can be a box and box boy. <laughs> but can you be Come at me. in a box? I don't know, man. I've only watched <laughs> the cutscenes for Box Boy. <laughs> no, I think you can only be a box. So I guess I guess you get that. Although point, I do think point for me being <laughs> I think being in a box has happened in a lot of games since Metal Gear Solid. Technically all yeah. games start in a box. Uh so, welcome to 2017, Dylan. <laughs> no games have boxes anymore. That's or, right. Is your game console not itself a box? The game's in the box. Mine's more of a re- of a like an ovaloid. We have a whole platform that has box in the name. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Actually, my my current console is more of a rhombus shape. Do you think an X snake <laughs> is in an Xbox? <laughs> it's X big boss. X big X boss XX four twenty. Oh jeez! Underscore <laughs> underscore. Yeah, but PUBG's still good, <laughs> guys. Um. You should be able to get in a box in PUBG. I'll make it work. Yeah. There's oh a, my god. There's a, That's a good idea. You ever see the people get stuck in the ruins? Uh there's a silo in the ruins. It's just like it's like an old brick like fortification, but it's 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 a cylinder, right? Uh-huh. And they'll drive a motorcycle. There's like a hill nearby that you can launch off of, or sometimes they'll drive just straight up the, the side of the thing. And if you go fall inside of it, there's no way out. Because there's literally, it's like maybe five feet in diameter. So if you land with a vehicle in there, it's not like you're going to have enough runway to get the vehicle up. Huh. You're just fucked. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. But you just see people like really going at it and they're like, they're they're on their way to go somewhere. And then they just fucking like trip up somehow and they fall into this fucking <laughs> pit and they just like get off the vehicle and they're just like, uh, well. All right. I saw a gif the other day of like motorcycles and PUBG behaving exactly like horses in Skyrim. He basically just drove up a vertical cliffside. <laughs> yeah. 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 There are people like they, they drive up the bridges just for funsies, I guess. Can you do it up like a like a house side and then like crash through a window? You can get inside. <laughs> yes. You can get inside win- uh, buildings with it. You can fly it through a window. <laughs> um, Excellent. I saw someone die from a car explosion i think it was in like a highlight reel and his body got launched from the car through a window <laughs> and then his body was just ping-ponging <laughs> inside the building oh my God. as it was doing like the you know fade down here's your yeah. here's your place but like it's it's panning out the camera and his body's still just like bouncing around the 
the room. <laughs> oh, man. I just realized I went PUBG, but in like an unturned setting in art style. Unturned? The uh, Daisy clone. Oh, there's there's a zombie mode in it. Yeah, but I'm, I'm talking more like unturned is a, it's actually pretty cool. It's made by, I think he's, I think he's probably like 17 now. They started it when he was 13. Oh, God. And it's become one of the most played games on Steam. And it's basically Daisy, but it looks really cheap. I'm just going to lie down <laughs> and rethink my life. Yeah, no. He's, I, I honestly like mad props for this kid. I wish I knew his name. I read an article about him recently because when he decided to go into like full release, it was technically still beta or whatever when it was released on Steam. Um, he did an interview with PC Gamer. And it was just like, yeah, I'm a normal kid. I'm going, yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm really going like to college dummies. next year. <laughs> It'll be weird because, <laughs> like, I'm already making in, like a good amount of money off of this, and I think I'm gonna try and move out on my own soon with all the Steam money. <laughs> Holy crap, dude! <laughs> good for him. Yeah, but so the art style is like what, like low poly or something? Or it's just... really low poly. Okay. Yeah, and like no just, textures or, whatsoever. Just diamonds. <laughs> kind of yeah diamond shooting diamonds at other diamonds but it's all the daisy mechanics it's 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 got like the survival crafting survival yeah. yeah and it's it's pretty well fleshed out and it's got online and everything too is it a daisy mod or is it no it's just it's a separate it's a standalone whoa and it's whoa. only and it's like only three or four gigs and and it just it's good it's good cool. it's, it's good times speaking of file sizes yeah Segway. I bought Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Oh, nice. For the Nintendo Switch. Nice. And it's only two and a half gigs. So I was like, I ain't going to the store. I ain't getting my ass off this couch. And download this shit onto my paltry 16 gig SD card that came with the, <laughs> the system. But that felt good. That's pretty cool. Yeah. You, you, can you use your own SD cards with the. Yeah. It's got an expandable slot. Yeah. yeah. It supports up to like what? It says like one terabyte. XSD like a like a size that doesn't even exist yet. I just saw that apparently the most recent uh highest caliber micro SD card was ever released and it's like four hundred gigabytes. Yeah, I saw it too. Like on something the size of your fingernail. And it was like how much was it? Like two hundred dollars or something? Something crazy. Yeah. I something forget. some amount of money that I'm not paying. Yeah. I don't yeah. need that much storage. Um but yeah, uh Mario plus rabbits. It's uh it's Mario. Plus, Ubisoft's Rayman's Rabbids. You with me? So yeah, far? they're like the minions. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We were in the car and I said exactly that. They're the minions of video games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah everyone <laughs> loves them. They make a ton of money. Spinoff movies everywhere. Are they really? Spinoff games. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, yeah. So it's uh. It's fun. It's basically is it fun, first XCOM. It's fun. Is it is it fun? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's all right. Is that your review? <laughs> um It's my my Kingdom Metal review. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not very far into it. I'm like okay. maybe like an hour, hour and a half into it. But uh it's it's fun. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's um it's basically just a it feels really good. It's a simplified XCOM. And that's good because I don't really like XCOM, but I like turn-based strategy games. Like I like Advance Wars and I like Final Fantasy Tactics. So it's good to play one that's not like, oh, this game's for real men. And if you lose <laughs> anyone, 
fuck you. XCOM does kick your ass. It does. That and, is true. And I just, I don't know. I was very turned off by it. But uh, what's cool about this is that I love the mobility in it. Yeah. Because the big, the big feature is that you can use your other teammates to propel yourself forward. So, like, you hop on them, and then they give you a boost, and you can jump basically, like, twice your distance in a single move. And then you can still shoot afterwards or use, like, your special skill. Um, and Mario has, like, the equivalent of an Overwatch from XCOM. Um, so there's, like, really cool things you pull off, like, uh, there's, like, cover that's basically just explosive barrels. And so I had Mario and Overwatch, and then I had Rabbit Peach, and Rabbit Peach shot the cover um, and exploded, and it launched the rabbit that we were fighting out of cover, but then that activated Mario's Overwatch, so then he just fucking sniped him out of the air as he was, like, flying across the thing and killed him. Pretty awesome. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. I liked it a lot. The mobility thing seems really interesting because in those games, like movement's always been kind of like, yeah, I get it. It's supposed to be tactical, but like it's just not fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it makes the matches much shorter. It's it's very quick paced. It's right. it's really easy. Just pick it up, play one, play two, put it down. There's like some overworld puzzles and stuff like pushing blocks and Zelda esque puzzles like that. Mm. But yeah, it's um. It's a it's a good game. I don't think it's worth sixty dollars though. And I know it's you know, it's a difficult conversation to have, you know, doing the price versus gameplay thing, but for me, I just wanted something for my Switch. And Mm. I was kinda going back and forth to this and Sonic Mania, and Sonic Mania is like twenty bucks, so I played this. And I'm like, I like this, but I don't know if this is twenty dollars. Yeah. Gotta wait till that heavy hitter comes out in October. The Mario Mar- Odyssey the Mario, yeah, or the other heavy hitter, La Noir. What? Jesus Christ! La Noir is coming to Switch. Nice. I can't believe that's happening. It's so weird. <laughs> I'm super curious what it's going to look like on Switch. Yeah, I never finished that game, so I play that game. I played like one of the detective missions, but really, I just got it for driving around LA. Yeah, but like the cityscape looks bad. Like the models, it's like really low res. I don't mind that. Just want to drive around. Yeah. 40s LA. Yeah. Uh, Also, they're they're doing the same thing that they were doing with other games, and they're charging $10 more on Switch if you buy it physical because of the component cost of the proprietary cartridges. This is going to be a really shitty thing this generation if they're going to keep doing that. That is kind of shitty. Yeah. Wait, what? So it costs because so it's a proprietary cartridge format, the Switch cartridges, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, more expensive to manufacture. Right. And if you have a sizable game, you then have to spring for like a larger capacity cartridge. Right. So Nintendo, I guess, isn't really helping out with those manufacturing costs. Uh-huh. So all of these developers are just pushing the cost onto the consumer. Right. And raising the MSRP. So, LA Noir, you can buy for on Xbox and PS4 for $40. And you can buy it digitally on Switch for $40, but physically it's $50. Mm. I get that. Yeah, but do you think most people will? Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Usually you're more enraged about the stuff, Will. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's I don't really care about that kind of stuff. I mean... 
to be honest, like I feel like if it's cheaper digitally than Big Whoop. Yeah, but then you have to make sure you have enough space for it, which I don't know how how big the install is for. Yeah. I don't I don't even want it. So But I mean it's basically it just like me. are you worried about installing it? Are you ten dollars worrying it about installing it? Like <laughs> that makes sense to me. Fine. 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 I've also been playing <laughs> a game on the Oculus because I went over to my friend's house and he had his Oculus, which I think is the first time I've played like the 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 commercial release Oculus. I've only been using commercial vibes. And I played a game called Robo Recall. Have you heard of this game? Sounds. I think I have at least heard of it. You you're taking guns and shooting robots with said guns. Yeah. And you've got. I do um, recall that. And you like throw out little like portals onto things that you can like peek out of, and. Uh, um, I don't know if I. I mean, I I definitely didn't see that in my playthrough, but I only I'm played a mission. Something else. I don't know. Robo um, Recall sounds super familiar though. But basically, it's you have two types of guns. Like you you customize a loadout at the beginning, and you assign them. You have, um, two guns on your hips and two guns on your shoulders. So basically, when you're in a firefight, you have to put the hand controllers where relative mm. to your body where they are. You hit a button to pick it up, one of the triggers, because they're like resting on like your middle and index fingers. Hold it up, and then you fire with the other trigger on the controller to shoot things. Um, it's kind of unintuitive. I was constantly like using the wrong trigger because they're both like right next to each other. Mm. Um, Wait, which trigger is pick up and which is shoot? I don't know. One is one, one is the other. But so, so let's say the index finger trigger button was pick up, right? right? And then the the middle finger was was shoot. I would constantly hit my middle finger to I try to like pick it, it up. I think it would make sense if it was middle finger to pick up because that's how you would pick up a gun without you know pulling the trigger to pick it up and then pull the trigger with the index finger. Well, I've never shot a real gun. All right. Well, all right. Surely though. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, it's just saying when you're doing it quickly. Yeah, yeah. Because like to reload, you just throw the gun away and you pick up another one off oh, of, off of you yourself. You reaper it. Yeah, you reaper yeah. it. Um, <laughs> which is funny because I did have like big ass blunderbuss shotguns that was just like dual wielding, and then I would like throw them away and then pull out two more, pick them off my uh, my shoulders. Uh, but yeah, besides that, it was it was pretty fun. Um, you know, I've only used VR for a couple times, but I always enjoy doing it and like the shooting was fun uh you can also rip the robots apart so it has like the teleportation thing so you just aim where you want to go and you can just teleport over there and and it's like a cityscape so you're like walking down like a city block and then like ends in like a plaza or something and you can teleport on top of cars for vantage points blah 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 um but you can like teleport right next to a robot that's shooting you grab him and just like rip a limb off or rip his head off and then take his body and beat his friend with it right next to him <laughs> and then throw that so you can do a bunch of stuff. That's pretty cool. That's pretty rad. I liked it. Yeah. yeah. It felt it felt it felt good. <laughs> uh or there was a uh was it fun? It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> There's a part at the end where one of the objectives is to this like portal opens up. Um and you have to throw robots in it. It's like, we need to collect these robots for, for diagnostics or something. And I didn't know how to do it at first. I was like, maybe I just... Because at this point, I didn't discover you picked the robots up. So I was right. like, do I just like shoot them? But like not... <laughs> do I just like disable them? But like shoot them with enough force to like knock them back? So I was like shooting them. 
I'm like, I don't think this is right. So I was like, I just wa- watched Ron run by me and I just like reached out and picked it up. And he was like, hey. And then I like, tried throwing him at the portal, but another one like walked in front of my line of sight. <laughs> so it hit him and they both kind of like stumbled to the ground. Didn't know what to do. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It's real life. It's just like real life. It's just, it's like, just real life. like real life. <laughs> We've made it. If you throw a robot into a portal in the game, do you throw a robot into a portal in real life? And then he dies. Oh, no. <laughs> but yeah, that's all I've been playing. I played some Jackbox Party Back 3. Yeah, I guess I played some of that. Some more TKO. I made a shirt called... Uh, the shirt, the drawing, just said yes. And then the text was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. Um, uh, it's pretty great. Ran away to the races with that one. <laughs> Went so Jack- all the way. Jackbox coming to the Switch, right? Yeah. Uh, I think... One or two of them is already on there. Oh, sweet. I don't know if three's on there yet. But yeah. Anything else, guys? In terms of games? I beat my first free-for-all death matches, Doomfist. Ooh. Oh, how yeah. is the free-for-all? It's actually pretty great. Yeah? Yeah. I, I sort of thought it was funny, but I understood that when they were first asked about deathmatch modes, uh, the Overwatch team... They were just like, nah, it's not the core of the game. We haven't really been designing for that. I feel like it wouldn't be all that fun. You know, we've been sort of building everyone around these these three game modes and really is trying to diverge from that is going to sort of require some rebalancing, some tweaking. We don't really want to put in the effort. But then they just went ahead and did it, and it feels fine. It feels great. It's actually really, really fun, and it's a great place to sort of get in and practice, too, because there's no real pressure to it. Right. It's just get kills, and... And so I thought I'd take my Doomfist out. And take I, out my Doomfist. I, I flexed on some nerds, man. I mean, these... <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I was doing way better than I thought I would. And uh, I was at least placing in the top four every every match. And then just this past week, got my first. I was the number one. I did it. You did I, it. I beat the game. You won. You won Overwatch. I did. You are Mr. Nice. Overwatch. I successfully did it. Yeah. So I, I want to throw it out there. Uh, the deathmatch. It's good. Is it on consoles yet? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I might try it out. It's um. I think they. It's been on consoles ever since it's been on PC. However, they had a period of about two or three weeks where it was only on one map, which is the one map they made specifically for deathmatch, and now they've opened it up to like loop. Through a couple of maps and the one map they made for deathmatch is fantastic it's clearly designed with with you know lots of movement or in mind every other map is just an, an existing map with areas cordoned off you basically it's like a section of an existing huh. map they like, all kind of suck hmm. i feel like eco point and arco would be okay for deathmatch. oh match. yeah all the ones that are just like elimination modes are fine okay. but it's like it's the ones that are like this is normally a payload map but right. here is one section of it that you're fighting in it's just it's boring and annoying so like i know that like healers have offensive moves but do people just not use some people do for the challenge yeah, I've just Mercy's pistol, just trying to kill people with that. I've seen some Mercy's give it a shot, man. It's pretty great. Um, uh, you actually do see a lot of Zenyatta because he's like the one healer that is is pretty capable of of dealing a lot of damage if you know how to use him. He's huh. got he's got a learning curve, but he's he's capable of putting things down. Uh, he is 
think he's able to two shot with really good aim and and good placement and positioning. Uh, but yeah, I actually I think the one thing that you don't see a whole lot of are tanks because their damage potential isn't great. Right, they'll live a really long time, but they can't exactly kill anyone. Yeah, like I don't see like Reinhardt doing very well in a deathmatch. No, I don't see a lot of him. I see a couple divas sometimes. And you can't really use Zarya because you can't put your extra bubble on anyone and build any charge. Right. So. Hmm. Interesting. I want to check it out. Do you, so do you have to pick a unique character per, no. per person? No. Everyone so it can be like six divas or whatever? Yeah. They can be whatever. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, then. Let's talk topics. 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 Let's see. Let's see what's going on in the old uh, video game. Game reverse. Game reverse. The, the world g- of video games. The video games dumb. Uh, Mario's not a plumber anymore. What? Did you hear this? Yeah. Officially. The fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently he is. Uh, yeah. He, he is has... now a guy who does just about everything, but was once a plumber. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> What? Did Congratulations, you Mario. <laughs> you <laughs> made it. I think he's just retired now. He just does everything. Just lives off of his his, his Nintendo money. No, he lives off his the you know, when you date a monarch, I'm sure you don't have to yeah. you know, work for much. <laughs> right. Still like, do plumbing for fun. Right. Saw that article and I'm like, okay. Has it ever mattered? <laughs> <laughs> ah well, it's the whole the whole canon. I mean, was he ever a carpenter? Or is that Jumpman Mario? It's just a side job. It's never been clear. I always thought as a kid I was 100% convinced he made pizzas. And you couldn't <laughs> tell me otherwise. Well, he's an Italian. As, as an so, Italian-American, yeah. I find that truly offensive. <laughs> I, I was eight years old and I had a friend try to tell me he was a plumber. I'm like, no, he is a pizza chef. 100 <laughs> percent look at these pizzas i'm really curious <laughs> look at the pizzas how... running around in donkey kong alex those are fireballs <laughs> the pizzas the runny cheese oh, the fireballs could be good little tiny pizzas my family gets pizza once a month and there's always mario in that box okay <laughs> it is the same guy <laughs> i can't wait until someone fucking does a ROM hack of Donkey Kong and replaces. It's like, oh, you know what I want? I want a Donkey Kong Burger Time mashup. That's what I want. Oh, yes. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, gee. Oh, man. That actually, no, you know what? Now that I think about it, that's giving me nightmares. That's <laughs> giant pickles running after you and they have to jump over barrels at the same time. Burger Time, but you have to have like the platforming sense to like yeah. get up on the other. Oh, Jesus Christ. No, never mind. I hate it. Put it away. Yeah, well, next that's game good. jam. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I guess I mean I don't know. Does he have a job right now? Or let's see. Um, it's like uh, it the, just says like he drives cars, golf's yeah. does the sports. character's profile on Nintendo's official Japanese language website states that Mario used to be a plumber. All around sporty, whether it's tennis or baseball, soccer or car racing, Mario does everything cool. As a matter of fact, he also <laughs> seems to have worked as a plumber a long time nice ago. Nice try, Nintendo. <laughs> Nintendo's like. Kids, Mario does everything that's cool. We promise. Mario's <laughs> just like you. Yeah. <laughs> Mario does all drugs, the hard drugs. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of things that are cool. <laughs> Mario does PCP. <laughs> drugs, the most popular girls in class. <laughs> like, what else is cool? Fast cars. He drives Base a Maserati. Jumping. Yeah. Uh, 
speaking of, uh, kind of tangential. If you guys, you guys should check out this Bam Margera documentary on Viceland. It's really good. Sounds terrible. No, it's All really right. good. <laughs> if you want to see, because being someone that was not a big jackass guy, yeah, or, or I, I watched a little bit of Viva La Bam. I really like Tony Hawk's Underground too. Bam was in that. That was cool. Watching this, like, because apparently he went to like a dark place after like Ryan Dunn died. Like his oh, like, no. oh, yeah, yeah, his like best friend they worked on Jackass and CKY with, and like. It's about, it's like a mini doc. It's like 45 minutes long. It's about him like teaching himself how to skateboard again. Cause apparently he's not like skateboarding in like a decade. And like uh-huh. after Ryan died, he like started drinking like heavily. It's also interesting seeing like an almost 40 year old Bam Margera and be like, oh my God, that's Bam. Wow. Holy shit. Bam was the one that like was really mean to his parents all the time, yes. right? Yeah. What an asshole. <laughs> But like his parents play like a big part in this documentary, and like his parents are just like, "Yeah, we love Bam. Yeah, that was all like." And then like, there's a big part about like how his dad Phil like always taped them as kids, and that kind of like led into like why he always wanted to do like the documentary slash like mm-hmm. prank videos and shit. Um, it's really cool. It's really inspiring. It's not like it's not like you know you look at you watch it and you're like, "Wow, Bam's a piece of shit," and he's really like washed up piece <laughs> of shit. It's like no, Bam's like it's like a journey of self discovery. Anyways, I thought about that since we were talking about Mario doing drugs. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's not a plumber anymore. All right. Um, so, sorry, kids. What else? Um, you think maybe just like for the past 10, 15 years, people in the Mushroom Kingdom were like, hey, Mario, yeah, you know, we had, you know, it was burrito night. And, uh, <laughs> and you know, needless to say, Toadette can't handle her refried beans very well. So, could you come over here? And he's just like, you know what? I'm not a plumber anymore. <laughs> Toad spits his coffee. Ooh, what do you do? <laughs> just cool stuff. Don't worry about it. Just, <laughs> but just the cool stuff. Just the cool stuff. And then puts his sunglasses on, just rides <laughs> off in his go kart. Backwards. Yeah. Oh, heels <laughs> out. Well, the cul de sac. <laughs> Mr. Toad's neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Do you hear this Cuphead stuff? This guy at Venture Beat that played Cuphead. No. Oh, and it was really, really bad. He was really bad, and yeah. then uh, some real like asshole games critic was like calling him out on. Like this guy is like real like kind of kind of guy. It's like yeah. Breitbart's okay. Like, you know, they're, they're reporting really good stuff. Like, he's kind of like, he's written for like, uh, for magazines like that. Uh-huh. All right. like, Does Breitbart have like a game critic section? <laughs> God. One can only hope. <laughs> I'm really Call curious. Call of Duty's fine, but I really think they should do it from the other perspective. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, but this guy cut a clip of someone from Venture Beat playing Cuphead at like a, a preview event or like at PAX West or something, some sort of show. And he was having a hard time getting through the 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 tutorial section, like platforming wise. He was like joking around how like this was like their actual review and stuff, and it ju- it just kind of like snowballed into this thing about how like oh games critics should know how to play games, or games developers should know how to play games, or should be good at playing games in order to to make games. Yeah. And I just thought you know it's games Twitter argument of the week, but I just thought it was interesting that. 
This guy got. Got to so be a game's Twitter argument of the week. Of course, every one, week. One week it was what was it? It was we had crunch recently. Engines, engines, game engines. This you know, games critics and developers should be good at playing games. Uh, crunch was was talked yeah, about a lot. Uh, man, after that Polygon article. That's right. Jeez. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like I've said this before when we're talking about Donkey. Yeah. yeah. But you know, I don't think you have to be good at video games to be a games critic, but. I mean, it's all going to come down to whoever is watching the critics' personal preference. And like, yeah. if, if and they, it would be the same thing if they were reading the review. Like, if it were a video or whatever, it'd be yeah. like, you know, how, how closely does it align with mine? Like, I, I, I feel like if I saw someone reviewing Cuphead and they weren't doing very good, I would start to take it a little less seriously. But I don't think that writes them off completely right. as not a good game critic. So what do you think about it from the developer perspective of, like, developers should be good at playing games? Uh, I mean, I guess that I just mean, comes developers down Developers should be really bad at playing games. That way, when they make a game, they're as bad at playing it as people that are really good at playing games. I don't think I follow that at all. So, like, if you're good at playing games, and you're, like, so, for instance, you're making uh, a multiplayer first-person shooter game, I'm never going to beat you at that game. But if you're really bad at playing games... Even though you had all the practice of making that game, I might have a shot. Okay. But if someone, so the argument against that would be if someone wasn't good at playing a certain type of game, wouldn't that make them less equipped to making that game? Yeah, but what's who's their audience? The, the 1% of gamers that are really good at playing that game or the 99% that aren't? Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I mean, obviously, I don't think, you know, developers or critics need to be good at playing games. Obviously, I was just yeah. taking devil's advocate yeah. there. I mean, like, I, it just, I mean, it's it's like a weird thing to be like, this is how it should be. Yeah. Like, if you're, like, if you're developing a game with, like, a ton of, like, deep learning in, that is involved in, like, mastering the game, yeah, sure, be good at that game so that you can understand the nuances of the things that you're polishing for but who cares mm-hmm. okay we all die <laughs> true enough all space dust in the end all we are is dust in the wind we're just waiting for the heat death of the universe so it's true <laughs> i don't care if you're good at making games um, or playing them <laughs> let's see <laughs> <laughs> I got a couple more here. You tell me um, arguments about whether early access games like PUBG should be considered for game of the year discussions. Sure, uh, why not? I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, if they release within the year, sure. Well, if they don't, what? So, what if like PUBG doesn't come out early access this year? I, I, I don't know. I feel like it's it's total stick up your butt to have a problem with that sort of thing. But at the same time, I, eh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I have a good answer to that right now. Yeah. I think I'm going to be okay with it just to be on the safe side. Yeah, I'm I'm yeah. fine with it too. I mean, I'm I mean, not because PUBG Ward I mean, if it's game a good game, year. it's yeah. a good game. And the <laughs> and the fact of the matter is if even if it's an early access if it's a good game, it's a good game. Sure, someone thinks Fortnite's a good game and that's been in early access for like 20 years now. <laughs> Wait, has it? It's been in early access for like or like private and public beta for like 
at least two years. I know. Um, well, if you use the Unreal Engine, there's actually an option to fork it and like <laughs> option work to on it. Download Fortnite. Yeah, and and like work on it if you want. And That's interesting. Yeah, you you can commit your changes, and if Epic likes it, they can just be like, "Hey, we're gonna take your uh, your stuff and pay you Jeez. nothing." Uh, nice. Well, sure, but you get your name in the credits, I think. <laughs> so. Maybe. Uh, I don't. Like, that, I don't know the exact details, so... but I heard. I've actually heard it's okay. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not trying to speak to the quality of the game. Oh, okay. I just think the, the 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 development story of that game is just so nuts. It's weird. It was... I I did find it kind of funny how it came out of nowhere and suddenly looked like, oh, that's a full re- fully realized game. What? <laughs> I think it's interesting because, like, as somebody like, I don't really have my finger that hard on the pulse of like gamers. And so it's like the gamers. It's like when the news <laughs> refers to like 4chan, they're like referring to like a million kids, you know? <laughs> and so to be like 4chan hacked, blah, 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 or like 4chan thinks, blah, blah, blah. Right. And like that's ridiculous. But at the same time, I feel like to me, gamers is just this one voice. And gamers are just like, hello, we've paid billions of dollars to play this uh, early access game. And also, we're really upset about early access games. <laughs> and so to me, it's just like, you guys don't get a vote. <laughs> yeah. The gamers have decreed Yeah, that early access is bad. Wallet's got to do the talking for you in this case. Yeah. Yep. Well, I think that's about all the topics I have. Okay. Fine. Yeah. Cool. What, whatever. Yeah. What do you think don't, about, don't, don't do you want, think about Crunch, you. Dylan? <laughs> Do you want to talk about crunch? Oh, I mean, I don't know. let's do it in the next five minutes. All right. <laughs> just, just, we're on a timetable. <laughs> let's crunch this crunch talk. Uh, crunch is bad. So like the, the, the latest crunch talk was created by, um, I forget the person, the, the person who wrote the article, but this guy, he's writing a book about his kind of like experience in uh, game development. And he worked for some like larger studios and an excerpt from his book was, published on polygon and it was titled why i worship crunch and he was kind of like talking about like how this is kind of like his equivalent of like a runner's high or like a drug high but like he he chased it because it made him feel yeah. good feel accomplished and the part that he left out at the end which was pretty important context is that it like caused some pretty lasting harm to him mentally emotionally physically yeah the very end of the article kind of like goes into saying that like he doesn't really think this way anymore and it did do damage to him but like most of of the article like a champion of it of crunch and right. so kind of everyone again on games twitter came out and talked about how like gave their opinions on crunch i know one of the developers on nights in the woods was like yeah i crunched for like the last couple of months on nights of the woods and uh, it almost literally killed me so yeah. yeah or like zoe quinn came out and said like she had a really bad experience with crunching or was like was currently crunching on like the chuck tingle thing yeah or mm-hmm. something so she was like advising against it while like not paying attention to herself i think felix kramer brought up how game jam communities kind of also yeah do their damage in championing crunch it's like oh 40 hour game jam gotta stay up all night Right, and then that leads to if they start working for a developer, keeping them mentality around. Right, but yeah, obviously, I think crunch is bad. I think working over forty hours a week on your job is bad. Yeah, it's like it's five o'clock, man. <laughs> I'm out. Like, sorry, but mm-hmm. like right. that's my commitment to you. 
um, especially with a startup. And I just think, you know, and you see like European countries, they have like even lower hours, like, you know, the average yeah. uh, French citizen works like what, 30 hours a week, maybe even less. And I don't know, it's this weird kind of like corruption of the American dream in a way that yeah. we like champion, like overworking ourselves and crunching and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's like, there's a part of me that's just like, it's weird that like the internet is so upset about this guy for like just being like here's my personal experience you know yeah um that's the internet though yeah in like, general i think Welcome it's weird to, to just yeah. discount personal anything like guy might like to work one hour a week i don't really have a problem with that, that. lazy son of a bitch yeah like but like i don't know it's weird to me that they're just like no crunch is bad and it's like yeah okay it's bad but like he enjoyed it and it hurt him but like they're like so on the other hand there's like in the game dev community there's a ton of like pro drinking uh-huh like tell oh come out have a few beers before gdc oh come, we're all at this bar they have open drinks what i mean like drinking is like a huge part of the game dev scene let's get van margera drunk yeah i don't drink and i don't really care if people drink but like there's a ton of horror stories about drinking is it like now super insane if somebody's like, "Hey, do you want to go have a drink after this?" No, not at all. Like, I think there, there, there's there's differences in that conversation and in, in those comparisons because you know crunch is something that like industry leaders use, executives use right. on their employees, and their employees don't have a lot of freedom in that. And so when you see someone championing crunch personally, it then kind of turns into you you could easily see a business person reading that and being like, this guy likes crunch. Right. That means crunch is okay. That means if I, you know, force yeah. my team to work, you know, 80 hour weeks until release, that's fine. That's definitely like, people are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, I feel like I would get a lot more work done at work if I was on kind of like a crunch and then like vacation sort of cycle feast and famine yeah i mean like that's kind of just how my brain works i've sort of felt that way too recently but like i i don't i don't really want that but i'm i'm more of a slow and steady wins the race kind of guy yeah we were recently reaching the deadline of a project and i'm a horrible horrible procrastinator and like this past week i worked harder than i ever have and it felt kind of good to to like get stuff done and worked out and not quite like I was such a procrastinating piece of shit. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't think I like the idea of crunch. I can definitely see where it harms people, but I can definitely appreciate the concept of it giving a runner high equivalent. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can understand that. Like, and I, and I said as much on Twitter as like, yeah, I said, I think my conversation was like, first response, this article reads like a companion piece to that Alex St. John article from a couple yeah. years ago and should not exist and then i said okay the author has come out and said like hey i'm not championing this i'm not saying this is a good thing this Mm -hmm. did like really bad damage to me and then i said like context is important here like he should have had a larger excerpt from his book or more as some sort of short forward i also feel like crunch crunch is like a weird term because it could mean like i'm gonna work really hard for the next two hours and it could also mean i'm gonna like work 80 hour work weeks for the next two months like yeah so, I mean, it's just like this weird nebulous thing 
but yeah game jams are fun <laughs> i like working really hard at a game jam i do too but i've i try i've never not slept on a oh, game yeah. jam yeah that's ridiculous come on people i used to do it for global game jams and it was sort of remarkably uh, remarkable to me how in ludum dare i was like wait a minute i'm going home every night and and like getting a full eight hours weird <laughs> <laughs> awkward yeah. yeah yeah i used to stay up to like two and then crash and then wake up whenever i i woke up and then go do it all over again and i've since like all right i'm gonna go to bed a little earlier wake up a little earlier well i have to wait till the last person leaves right to be yeah there. so you're in a different situation just kick him out just kick him out like 8 p.m go to bed to get 12 hours of sleep tonight boss there we go <laughs> wait for this jam but yeah what is the next jam we're doing December. Mm-hmm. Is that Ludum? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. I don't know when in December, though. Early, I think. Yeah. So. Yeah, like, um, so for, there was a, there's like a, there was a yearly Newgrounds party called Pico Day. And they had like, uh, on, Sorry, it's pronounced Pico. Oh. <laughs> and, uh, oh, yes. Every, every, site every episode. Like, they had like uh competitions for like best game that's like for pico day and best art um and best animation maybe and so like a couple years ago i was like oh, i'm gonna take home this best game and i started like i had like a month to do it and i basically didn't come up with anything until like the last week and then like i like super crunched it and like was working just like 18 hours a day like just like brutal and like like endless like smacking my head against the wall on problems and stuff and like developed a massive stomach ulcer oh my god and so then i was like sick for like a month so yeah well bland poster boy for do not crunch no crunch is great no bad (laughs) i personally endorse crunch if you've never (laughs) developed a stomach ulcer over crunch then you don't know what life is (laughs) then you're not a real developer yeah all right gentlemen well i think that's a good place to stop it the 100th episode i would like to thank you both for joining me on this excellent journey congratulations thank you congratulations thank you so much for being here that's on the back all around that's on the back yeah 100 emojis <laughs> just spring it up just, just don't even post a title of this one just make it the 100 just emoji. 100 emoji yeah <laughs> wonder how that would translate to like the wordpress <laughs> wonder if the wordpress i think most browsers have a unicode emoji set now oh do they yeah hmm. i think firefox translates whatever um at least alex yeah where can people find you people can find me at brain deer games on twitter um searching that i think at brain deer games i think that should get you either of us uh me or the evil twin um do not listen to anything the evil twin says however uh <laughs> or he's, he's the retweets. evil twin <laughs> or i am i don't know yeah you shouldn't listen one of, one of the twins tell always tells the truth. Right. One of the twins always lies. <laughs> find out which one's telling the truth. Uh, yeah, you can find me working on Split Screen Shooter Playground at Brand New Games on Twitter. Uh, website coming soon, TM. Trademark coming soon, TM. Yes. <laughs> and Will, where can people find you? Uh, at 
X zero one zero one zero one 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 zero one zero one zero one 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 zero one zero one zero one 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 zero one zero one one one. But only the first one. Cool. And you can find this podcast at ward-games.com slash podcasts or at Ward Video Games on Twitter. And if you'd like our 100th episode, give us a review on iTunes or Google Play if they do reviews. I'm not sure. <laughs> and thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Thank Yay. you again, Will and Alex, for being here for our 100th. Our centennial. Do you, don't, how about some shout outs to previous guests? Shout outs to people. Shout outs to to the, the original three. Mason, Woo. Dan, Alex Rice. Shouts to all the guests we've had on both locally. Shouts to all the RVA Game Jammers. Ruthie, Kirk, Tyler. I'm going to try all these fucking... David, <laughs> Andy. Um, Sam, who couldn't be here. Sam, of course. Uh... Still haven't done a podcast with him. Sam, wherever you are, do a podcast with me. Come on, Sam. We need three in a row. Yeah, come on. Three in a row, Sam. <laughs> Here's what I want on the next hundred, okay? Okay. I need... Uh, More professionalism. <laughs> no. Uh, Tight one hour. Ruthie, Ruthie's episodes were really good. Mike, I agree. We need way more Mike. Shout out to Mike and Moman. Mike and Moman. Uh, have you had them both on at the same time? Mm-hmm. Okay. I, don't, I think I missed that one. That was, that was last summer. I don't think I've no, actually ever no. met yes, Mike awesome. and should do that. He's yeah. a cool dude. Mike yeah. is like he the seems like a really dude. rad dude. Um, shouts to all the people we've had, all the other devs and professionals from the industry that have come on over our 100 episodes. It's been awesome. It's been amazing. Yeah. What a great podcast you do. Thank you. And I cannot do it without all the great people that join us, including Wendy. Shout out to Wendy. Woo! Wendy. Wendy. In the other room. And uh, next time on Wardcast, oh. join us. I'm going to have Mike Futteron, who is the author of the Game Dev Business Handbook. Ooh. Former news editor at Game Informer. Ooh. Uh, we talk a lot about business, business of making a game studio, of an mm. indie game studio. We kind of geeked out about reverse stock splits for a little bit <laughs> and some other decidedly business nerdy stuff. Uh, it was a good talk. It's exciting. He's an awesome dude. But until next time, gentlemen, thank you. Adios. Peace. We're out. <laughs>